This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Burn It All Down, the feminist sports podcast you need. Jessica here. I'm joined today by J.C. Cooper, a trans powerlifter who lives in Minnesota. She is a co-director of Pull for Pride and an ambassador for Athlete Ally. J.C. was banned from the sport by USA Powerlifting, and so they have filed a lawsuit against the organization and its Minnesota affiliate. We will get into all of that and more. But first, if this is a topic that's of interest to you, please go back into the Burn It All Down archives and check out my discussion with Christina Genther in episode 89. Ginther is a trans woman, also in Minnesota, who won a discrimination suit against a women's tackle football team and league. In episode 95, I spoke to ESPN's Katie Barnes about the argument against including trans athletes in sports, the sexism underlying this argument, and the harm these arguments do, especially to trans kids. And finally, on powerlifting, check out Brenda's chat with Dr. Melissa Forbes on episode 99. They talked about powerlifting, strength, and feminism. And now, on to my interview with J.C. Cooper. J.C., will you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I'm J.C. Cooper. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And I am a competitive powerlifter. I'm also the co-director of an organization called Pull for Pride. Um, we put on terrible powerlifting events that support local LGBT organizations um, and also do advocacy work. Um, I'm also a former curler, uh, a DJ. <laughs> a DJ? Um, I am a DJ. That is why I have some of the equipment that I have on hand here. Ah. You you aren't going to see this at home, <laughs> but um, I have a condenser mic in front of me and like lights and stuff like that. JC has a setup. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a DJ. That's a little known fact. And I'm also a neighbor, a friend, a sister. And, you know, a pretty okay person, I think. <laughs> Before we get into it, I want to ask, so when you're doing a DJ set, do you have like a final song that you'd like to end with? Oh my gosh. Uh, anything by Sylvester. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship to sports? Like, did you play sports when you were young? Did you have a favorite sport to play or to watch? Um, yeah, sports have been such an inherent part of my life. Uh, I can't remember a time where it wasn't such the focal point of my existence, really. Um, my father was a track and field coach and... Um, you know, from a very early age, I was put into things like soccer and t-ball and uh, 
I played roller hockey and wow. And, okay. Yeah. So, you know, sports have always been a part of my life. So very early on. And you did curling, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I started curling when I was younger too. Like you were quite a curler. Yeah. Former junior national champion and um, I've had like five or six national appearances, something like that total. Wow. Um, college, uh, club juniors yeah I don't know much about curling I'm like one of those bandwagon people that when the Olympics roll around (laughs) I'll like watch it and get too invested in a sport I don't quite understand but did you were you the one who pushed the what is the thing called oh the rock or the stone the rock did you push the rock did you sweep like what did you do I did a I did both um so there's kind of like a rotation um and so for my teams, I was usually a, a front end player. So that means I went first or second okay. on my team. So I was a lead or a second or the two positions. Huh. Um, so I would throw the first two rocks and then sweep everyone else's rocks. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one of my co-hosts, Shireen, is Canadian. And so she's like our curling expert. Everything I know about curling. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> we leave all the like ice sports to her. Fantastic. <laughs> it's such a great sport. Um who doesn't like sliding on ice? Yeah, yeah. And like everything about it is just delightful, really. Yeah. And it's a great social sport, especially in the wintertime. Here in Minnesota, it gets cold and it gets dark. And curling is one of those things that really uh, brings people out of their houses for uh, folks to socialize. So um, yeah, it's a fantastic sport. If you haven't tried it, uh, once we get through this pandemic, I would definitely suggest giving it a giving it a go. Okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit here. Because we're going to end up talking a lot about one particular sport, I thought it'd be nice if we could start by you telling us what is powerlifting? Sure. Um, Powerlifting is a strength sport that consists of three disciplines, uh, the squat, uh, the bench press, and the deadlift. Um, And all three of your lifts, um, you get three attempts and you're heaviest lift from each gets counted towards your total. Um, And that's how you win or lose (laughs) uh, in powerlifting. When did you begin powerlifting? Powerlifting proper. I started um, training and focusing on powerlifting um, in 2018. Um, I had thought about it in 2017 after I had seen uh, Pull for Pride um, that summer hmm. and pull for pride is this is this event that I'm now a co-director of the other co-director being Brianna Diaz who is a fantastic uh, co-director and is an incredible advocate as well um, but it was the first time I had had seen powerlifting in person it's a deadlift only event um, and it's specifically celebrating the LGBTQ community and raising money for organizations that provide support for LGBTQ um, folks. And so to like happen to walk upon um, this event and see this celebration of, you know, the queer community and um, doing so within the sports context, I was really drawn to it. It just so happened that that fall I had broken my ankle playing another Mm. sport, uh, roller derby. So I used to play roller derby. Awesome. And during the rehab process for that injury, 
I really started looking towards strength sport and then gravitated towards powerlifting because of, you know, seeing that event. Why do you love it? Why do you love doing powerlifting? Oh, my gosh. The feeling of that, like, of just like the stress and restriction and pushing against that and really, you know, being in your own body and encapsulating that power and like pushing against, you know, something that really wants to get you down. It's it's much like, you know, being a trans person and in our society and for trans people, it takes on that. It even takes on more meaning because you're intentionally being in your body and physically doing an activity that requires strength, requires power, and requires this ownership of the activity that you're doing. Um, I mean, after doing it even that one time, you know, I was hooked and just needed to do it more. You're like preaching to the choir. I'm like nodding really hard. (laughs) Um, Like it's amazing when you're doing this kind of work out absolutely what gets churned up for you and what you're able to release when you're doing it yeah you're forced to be present right yes oh can you tell us what is usa powerlifting why is that organization important uh usa powerlifting is the national governing body uh, for powerlifting in the united states that leads to uh competition Mm. in the International Powerlifting Federation. Lots of acronyms. Um, (laughs) And competition in USAPL leads to the World Games, um, which is is unofficially called the Olympics for non-Olympic sports. Um, It is a international multi-sports event that is recognized by the Olympics and um, is supported by the Olympics. Um, so it's a big it's a big deal. Um, and so USA Powerlifting is the national governing body that um, okay. is kind of like the pathway to those competitions. Yeah. So you live in Minnesota. You're a trans woman. You signed up to compete in two women's powerlifting events that were scheduled for early 2019. And then in December of 2018, you received an email from USA Powerlifting, USAPL, What did that email say to you? That email said that, so I had submitted a therapeutic use exemption. I'm going to, I'm just going to go back for a second. I submitted a therapeutic use exemption form um, because one of the medications that I take, uh, spironolactone, um, for hormone replacement therapy as a trans woman is on the prohibited substance list for the World Anti-Doping Agency. Um, however, it's standardly granted uh, an exemption across, as far as I know, all sports because it's not a um, performance enhancing drug. Um, in fact, it actually redu- like helps reduce your testosterone levels. Um, so I submitted that form and the response was that uh, my form had been denied um, because trans women simply were not eligible to compete at all uh, because of their belief that um, trans women are conferred an unfair advantage. That's powerlifting's belief, USAPL's belief. Yep, that's what the, the okay. not in those exact words, um, but that's what the chair of the TUE committee mm, gotcha. communicated to me. How did you feel? Like, I can't imagine reading an email like that. Absolutely. I mean, I was crushed, 
but also confused. Hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily want to believe it. Um, I mean, I guess I was experiencing an array of emotion. I was crushed because obviously I want to be able to compete. I was confused. I thought maybe that um, they had gotten it wrong. And, you know, maybe if I talked to them, we could like sort it out. Um, and I did I did respond asking for clarification and all and all of that. Um, and then also, you know, because of the environment um, surrounding trans women in sports, I wasn't, you know, completely shocked either. Um, so it was like, really a lot of emotions being experienced simultaneously. But in the end, I was just really um, disappointed and crushed because of it. And so you haven't since then been able to compete in any USAPL sanctioned events? Correct. I have not been able to compete in any USA powerlifting events. Um, I have competed. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash BlueWire to start hiring today. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In another organ, another organization or another federation, um, in untested events, mm-hmm. um, but you know, USAPL is the bigger organization, especially here in Minnesota. It's the organization that all of my friends and um, all of my competitors were competing in um, here in Minnesota, and so to take away that avenue of competition and to take away, you know, that pathway to furthering my competitive career, um, it was really heartbreaking for me. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? This is Shireen, and I have struggled with anxiety and depression in the past. I've often turned to counseling and therapy to help me through. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. But this service is available for clients worldwide. Flamethrowers, wherever you are, BetterHelp can help you. You can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy, which may not even be possible in a pandemic anyway. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read testimonials that are posted there daily. Visit betterhelp.com burn, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they have started recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Burn It All Down listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com burn. That's betterhelp.com slash B-U-R-N. And you recently filed suit against both USA Powerlifting and USA Powerlifting Minnesota, the state where you live and where you're trying to compete. What made you decide to file the suit? Um, I mean, after having tried to like get clarification from USAPL to see like where they're getting information from, et cetera. Well, actually after, <laughs> let me go back. Uh, after I had applied and signed up to compete, um, they instated a ban on trans athletes um, after I had gone through that process and everything. And they explicitly adopted a rule um, Jeez. so after that had happened and I went through me and uh, a group of really amazing, um, advocates, including Brianna Diaz, the other co-director of Pull for Pride, we, um, submitted a rule change to try to get that change through the proper avenues within USA powerlifting. Um, and our rule change was then turned down and then it became really apparent at that point that, um, without outside intervention, um, that nothing was going to change. And um, I really didn't want anyone, any other trans people to experience the the harm and uh, the disappointment and heartbreak that I had experienced, um, you know, going through that process. Yeah, of course. If you'll bear with me, I'd like to read a part of your lawsuit against USA PL to give our listeners an understanding of where USA PL's ban fits within the larger world of women's lifting. So everyone stick with me here. Quote, USA PL's ban on transgender women is an outlier among international, national, and local sports organizations. The Olympic Games, the most widely recognized elite international sports competition in the world, has adopted policies to permit transgender athletes to compete. At the time of her exclusion from USA PL, Ms. Cooper had more than met the requirements to be permitted to compete in the Olympic Games. Transgender athletes are also welcome to compete in international and national elite organizations that regulate strength sports such as the International Powerlifting Federation, the International Weightlifting Federation, USA Weightlifting, Strongman Corporation, the Canadian Powerlifting Union, and the CrossFit Games. Locally, in Minnesota, transgender student athletes can compete at the college and high school levels because both the NCAA and the Minnesota State High School League have formally adopted transgender-inclusive policies. They are just such an outlier in so many ways. Do you have a sense of why the USAPL has taken this particular hard line here compared to the rest, which appears to be the rest of the strength world? 
you know, I I mean, I'm not going to begin to guess um, where, you know, where their thoughts and feelings are are coming from. But through this process and through experiencing, it's been very clear that there is a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of fear. Um, and I think that um, it's not too surprising considering, like I said earlier, the environment in which uh, trans women are talked about um, within sport, especially how loud anti-trans activists are um, and how like attractive that might seem in comparison to um, what white cis men would like us to believe when it comes to um, women competing in sports, trans women competing in sports. Um, this is something that we, we both share this common misconception of what women can do and um, how women can compete. As you're talking, I realized that I actually spoke to Christina Genther, who's also in Minnesota, and she was a trans woman. Oh, I love Christina. So that's amazing that there's even that legal precedent within your state. Um, you've had some big time support, including from Representative Elon Omar, and you've had support from inside the powerlifting community itself. What have other powerlifters done to show that they are supporting you and other trans athletes? Oh, gosh, where to begin? I think like... Um, just going back, one of the first things that occurred is after the um, the new rule set had been established, um, a couple of local gyms here in Minneapolis got together and decided that they were going to protest at the state championships in which I was going to compete at, but then was disallowed from competing for, at. Um, and how they did it is they timed out their lifts. And what that means is they would went up to the platform and when they were supposed to take their lifts, they stood there in silence in solidarity mm. of trans athletes. Um, and while that was occurring, um, their friends and, um, and colleagues would cheer them on um, in the crowd showing support. And it was a super meaningful um, thing that they were doing and um, there was a lot of support for what was going on and while other competitors that were at, that would take a lift um, would come up to the platform everyone would sit down and then also cheer them on as they were lifting so it was uh, there was a lot of camaraderie um, and a lot of uh, spirit and um, a lot of people showing solidarity for trans people that day and that's just like one way um there have been other people who have brought flags onto the podium um, to show their support or have worn shirts uh, on the podium um, in support. So there, there has been an outpouring of support within the powerlifting community. Um, it's just, un it's unfortunate that as of yet, um, USA Powerlifting hasn't responded positively to any of it. Yeah, but it's clear that it's not a set idea within the whole community, right? Like that there are definitely powerlifters who disagree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So people who are opposed to letting trans athletes compete often claim that it is unfair to the other competitors. They almost exclusively use this argument when it comes to trans women athletes. I actually spoke to ESPN's Katie Barnes about this on episode 95, if anyone 
wants to listen to more about that. What is your response to people who claim that inclusion of trans athletes is quote unquote unfair? I mean, I certainly don't have an advantage (laughs) (laughs) and it's, I don't, I don't see it as being unfair. Um, We, I mean, look at our history, look at our history in sport. There hasn't been any trans woman or trans athlete that has like dominated any one sport ever. And that's in the entire history of trans people being able to participate. And this is not something that's new. Um, Trans people have been competing in sports since the 70s. You look at Renee Richards. So like, I think that these thoughts and feelings are really based in fear and, um, and not in fact. And I think that's really where we need to start. (laughs) Yeah. I always like to direct everyone back to all the cis men who control all of the sports and aren't the reason that women's sports are unfair. Um, I wanted to ask you before I let you go, is pool for pride, is that a local, uh, is that a local thing in the cities or is it a bigger thing that other people can compete in if they live in other parts of the country or even the world? I don't know. How big is it? Uh, pull for pride is a, uh, nationwide event. It was going international last year, but, um, the pandemic occurred. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were going to do a few cities in Canada. Actually, we did do Canada before that. So I guess it's an international event. Um, last year it was going to occur in 14 cities. Um, we're still in the midst of planning, um, for this upcoming year. It's likely going to be a virtual event. Um, but if you want to know more information about it, go to www.pullforpride.com and um, updates will be put on there. Um, you can also follow on Instagram as well. Awesome. Is there anything in Texas? Uh, last year we were going to do Austin and then obviously it didn't pan out. Um, if we go virtual, it'll be there'll be opportunities for everyone. Um, is there anything else that you would like people to know about powerlifting or being a trans powerlifter or trans woman in sport? I mean, trans athletes aren't scary. Like, please just, you know, come up and talk to us. You know, we're just people. Um, We aren't this like hypothetical monster that's, you know, creeping underneath your bed. Like we are like actual real people and um, are just there to get the same benefits uh, out of sport that anyone else is well here at burn it all down we care a lot about trans inclusivity inclusivity in general within sport and we are rooting you on with your lawsuit and hopefully usapl will just come around to the rest of the strength world and just do what's right here how can our listeners find you out there on the internet sure um you can follow me on instagram my uh Oh my gosh, what is it called? Handle. <laughs> handle. My handle is JC is alive. Uh, and uh, it's my first name is spelled J A Y C E E. So JC is alive. And you can find me on Twitter as well with the same handle. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Gender Justice, who is representing me in this case. Um, and you can follow them on Instagram as well. I believe their handle is just Gender Justice, but. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, good luck with everything, JC. Thank you so much for coming on Burn It All Down. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.